Hello everybody, welcome to Cartridge and Quarters. Adam, aka CS Radical, here with you guys. Jin and Chris here with me as well. Welcome to the Not Thursday, actually Saturday podcast. How are you doing today, Chris? Fantastic on this non-Thursday, but I guess Saturday, but not really Saturday. Very confusing. Yes. In the real no. world. But also yes, but also no. <laughs> Well, we got a ton to talk about, and by a ton, I mean like two things. But hey, that's yep. retro, that's retro in a nutshell. So retro obviously, news. Goldeneye is the big one because Goldeneye oh, is going to yeah. be a thing again. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Also, Suikoden got announced a new remake, so we're going to talk about that as well. Why don't, yeah. why, why don't we start with the bang right off the bat? And that's not a pun because it's a first-person shooter game or anything. <laughs> Goldeneye. Oh, Goldeneye. I'm so I, happy yet sad. <laughs> I I can't. I can't believe that it's actually like being put somewhere again. First of all, yes. Because it seemed like it was never going to happen because there was supposed to be a remake. Not, no, we're not talking the 007 Goldeneye Reloaded bullshit that they did on 360, I think. Yeah. That, that was we, garbage because they were like, here, yeah. let's put Daniel Craig in there. Yep. We'll also make it more like a Call of Duty game than anything else. Yeah, it was a lot more Call of Duty-like. And yeah, it, it, it just it kind of sucked. Yeah. And then the emulated version, I, I'm pretty sure they had it on Wii, but like to the extent of it not being on a Nintendo console, which is a pretty unreal thing to think about. I mean, granted, Xbox would make sense considering Microsoft and Rare used to be a thing. Or in fact, does Microsoft own Rare still? I don't yeah, know. they still own Rare. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they made um, Sea of Thieves. Oh, that's right. Um, I think Grounded. Are they part of Grounded? And uh, the new Battletoads that had just come out a couple okay. years ago. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. like, seeing a Nintendo game even on a different console from it, that's essentially, like... Now, it's not an emulated version. The one on Xbox, from what I understand, is supposed to be, like, a 4K remaster. Yeah, so it seems like they're taking the textures. I doubt they're going to make many changes. I think they're just going to up the resolution and the frame rate. I'm sure that'll be it. Maybe some other, like, you know, maybe some UI changes, controls, obviously, having a dual joystick. That's probably... Yeah, actually being able to properly aim, that would be a big deal. Yeah. As long as they do it properly, I hope it's not the right joystick, it's just those four C buttons from the N64 controller. So when you press, like, down, it's not, like... Yeah, there's no diagonal. Yeah, it's just, like, literally up, down, like, oh, or strife and left or right. Because, like, yeah, fun, fun story, because of what's happened here, and we'll get into the more controversial stuff in a second, I got bored and decided, to, like, because I knew of a way that you could play these games emulated with mouse and keyboard, and I finally tried it. It's unreal how different it is. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it, not, it's it, not like it's a complete, like, recoding of the game. It's just they figured out how to emulate the controls so that it would read it like that. So having full-on control of it. Now... I've played both Goldeneye and Perfect Dark with this. Perfect Dark is even better because Perfect Dark has a cursor for your for your uh, for your gun, so you actually know where it's shooting. Whereas Goldeneye, you don't, unless you right click or hit R on the on the uh, the N sixty four controller back in the day, and you would see the cursor then. Yeah, that's true. But Perfect Dark on its own, the regular hip fire still has a cursor, so you at least know roughly where it is. Usually, it would auto aim. Obviously, with mouse and keyboard, it's not really as necessary now. No, yeah. And it works amazingly well. Oh, that's cool. Especially like WAS, 
WASDing it with the mouse and keyboard. It's it's very natural. Left control is crouches perfectly. It's like it actually makes sense because the N64 controller has not aged very well. Spoiler alert for a lot of people. It's not a controller <laughs> that I would hold of my own volition anymore. No. I don't also, know what they were thinking when they designed that thing. No. Also, for the spoiler alert, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't held an N64 controller, you're listening to the wrong one. Go check out the other Pixel Play whoa, 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 podcast. Whoa, 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 no, you listen to both. <laughs> They've never touched an N64 controller. They don't know what we're talking about. Okay, so so ba- <laughs> so back in the day, kids, there was this thing called the, the Nintendo 64. Most of the games looked like ass on it because 3D was still new at that point. Uh, that is true. Also, the controller looked like what happened if you took a fork and tr- and thought that would make the great part of a head of a controller. Ah, yes. The great controller, the trident. <laughs> the controller that was meant for a person with three arms, not two. Yeah. See, yeah, if we had three arms, I think that controller would have been pretty cool. Well, Still it would have made sense. You would have had... You would have had the two, and then you would have had the one specifically for the for the friggin' little Z-stick that was in the middle that made no goddamn sense. It didn't. It didn't. It's like Nintendo. You had it right here. Just shift it slightly over to the left and up, and it yeah. would have been fine. It would have been fine. They could have just put it right over here where the D-pad was. Then you could use it either. But it's like, it's like the memes that you see with controllers. Like, it's always been... Xbox is like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sony's like, well, we like where we're at, but we could you could use a little tweaking here and there. And Nintendo is like, wee! <laughs> yeah. God. Every system. It's like they want it to be that if you go to play their game in the future, you have you're no fucked. idea how. Because you can't. The, the controllers barely, like, actually translate. Even with, like, even their portable, they were like, you know what? We need a second screen, and one's going to be touchscreen. Can never just try this game ever again. You lose this system, you're fucked. The NES was like, okay, only square edges. Then the Super Nintendo controller came out. It's like, all right, round edges. And then the N64 controller, and they were like, pointy edges. (laughs) Oh, then you hit, uh, yeah, whatever. It's so confusing. But yes, Wii is the, I mean, the Nintendo Wii. And then they were like, here, uh, GameCube. I don't even know how to describe that design. No, I don't know. They they, they sort good. of went back to a normal controller, but then was also like, here's a really weird, like, tiny thumbstick. That's that's yeah. the, what was it called? The C-stick? The C-stick, I think. Yeah, that was interesting. Where it was like an analog stick, but like for babies. Yes, it was, it was for a, babies. It was like a thin little thing. It was. Oh, the GameCube. And then the so Wii the happened, and then we were like... You look like, like, am I playing with a television remote now? What is this? Is this like yeah. the old days where you used to have like those, those like faux, like motion control games, like the ones that you would get like from Toys R Us and it'd be like a bat and a ball and you just, th- and you like fake throw it at the TV and that would be how you pitch. Yep. It's basically that. And then everyone's like, why does this remote have a strap? And then TV's broken. They're like, oh, it's that's like, oh, why. that's why. <laughs> And then they were like, you guys like tablets, right? For the Wii U. And we're like, no, not for gaming. No. All right. Well, here's a, here's a big one. It's going to be a real bitch to play if you hold the tablet yourself. And we're like, cool. Yeah. And the switch oh. happened. They were like, hey, we're going to do the same thing this time, except it's just going to be slightly smaller. And we're like, <laughs> all right, I guess that's an improvement. <laughs> it definitely is. It definitely is. Going back to the Wii U controller is near impossible. Could never do it. But Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Apart from the fact that it's really cool to see it back, coming to Switch, coming to Game Pass, which is neat. But 
no online from for xbox if you yeah. like the fact that they're adding online i guess is amazing in itself but really just switch yeah it's so because on the switch like it's going into the subscription service you can't even buy the game it's only on switch online which is just an emulated version of the original game like that's you want to play whatever on there you're not getting like a huge advancement i think maybe the resolution is bumped up if you put it on like docked mode to the tv but other than that it's there's no real change they've made little tweaks sure but otherwise it's the original game so why is that the version getting like the emulated normal rom basically but with online and then xbox which is known for online as very easy online just isn't gonna get it is this a licensing issue and is the license just online? Because the N64 didn't have that. Because like, I don't know, a lot of people were like, well, you know, maybe with the way that the things were coded and Nintendo's actually using the proper the ROM, so, you know, maybe they have the better multiplayer. Like, so I'm like, they got the local multiplayer for the Xbox version. That's not changing. You can still play local. Yeah. So it's like, no, no offense, but, like, give, like, a couple of modders, like, a day, and they'll probably figure out how to do it. Yeah. And no one's going to play the Nintendo version online. I mean, people will day one. Cause they they absolutely will. But will they a week from now? Will they a month from now? No. On Xbox, no. they 100% fucking would consistently. Yeah. Like, everyone will assuming, try Assuming the emulator works properly and it's actually good. Like, that's... Yeah. And also, and you fix our job. And, yeah, true. <laughs> and everybody's going to try to figure out how to play Nintendo Switch online. And they're all going to be like, how the fuck does this work because i'm still confused they're gonna go to voice chat realize there is no fucking voice chat you have to use the phone app which just go on discord at that point like which you can on xbox thanks sony good you, job on which that you, which you can on xbox everything's pointing to xbox i don't know it's so confusing i'm so happy the game's coming and i'm probably gonna play it on the xbox i don't i don't want to pay first of all for expansion Switch yeah, can we also talk about is. the fact that they tried to reveal, like, look at how bi like, big this news is that we're going to add a bunch to the library when it's, I mean, really, it's eight. It seven games? It's eight, eight? games. <laughs> yeah. And Over I, time. Not even all at once. So they basically, what, doubled the N64 library? Which is big. It's like, look, we've improved it by 100%. Everyone's like, wow. And it's like, oh, eight to 16. Yeah, oh. Nintendo, give me about 15 minutes. I'll download the entire collection, Okay. This is true. This but like, is true. they add, like, look, so, I'm not saying they're not bad what they added. Like, other, apart from Pilot Wings and 1080 Snowboarding, I don't think that's that big a deal. But I mean, 1080 Snowboarding's cool. I'm sure Pilot Wings for like the three people that remember it are like interested in it. Mario yeah. Party 1, 2, and 3, cool. Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, that's fantastic. Excite Bike, okay. Side note, didn't realize this, but Japan's getting an extra one. They're getting Harvest Moon 64. What the fuck, Nintendo? Yeah, like that's that would be one of those games that for a split second I would contemplate getting the expansion and then just emulate it anyway. And then just emulate it anyway. But I would think about it. I'm sure it your for Steam Deck can help. That can definitely help. <laughs> <laughs> there is this is definitely a way that can help. But yeah, like I would have thought about it for a second, like, oh, maybe this service is getting worth it. And then I'd see the price again. I'd be like, oh, right. No, 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 no. I mean, no, we've said it before. It probably will be worth it just at least a year from now. Yeah, when the Switch is dead. 
<laughs> yeah, when the when new Switch like comes out and they completely refresh the library, it's like, oh, by the way, we can't port any of this over, so uh, we're going to start from scratch again. So the first game coming is Super Mario 64. Everyone's going to lose their shit. They're, they're going to take the uh, the Metroid approach. Every time we put a new console, you lose all the power-ups. I mean games that are on the, on the system. <laughs> You get punched in the face by one bad guy and all your power-ups drop. Oh no, go collect them again. Because, like, yeah, it's it's very weird that one console's getting an online version of a multiplayer and the other isn't. Like, it's so bizarre that that's happening because, like, there's not really precedent for it. No. Like, I can't think of an instance where this has happened. I wonder if it's, like... I, I the only thing my mind goes to is licensing issue where it's like it was on a Nintendo console, but Xbox owns Rare, and they talked, and the deal was: listen, we want to boost our Switch Online service, so we want the online, and that's the only way we'll sign on the dot, or or maybe like six months of online, and then you can have online or something. Like I feel like there was something on a contract somewhere that caused this. That's it. I don't know. That's the, as far as my mind can go. Well, it wouldn't be surprising because, I mean, I'm, I am I want to say, some, I think it was the 360 era. I remember hearing that Rare was trying to completely remake it. Yeah. And they were going to have, like, the ability to switch between, like, the graphic modes. Like, you couldn't say, like, the Halo remasters have done. Yeah. And that got taken away because I'm, I'm pretty sure Nintendo just was like, uh, no, that's ours. Fuck off. Yeah. But and we also heard that there was going to be another remake coming again. Like I think either this year or sometime early last year, we saw that there were leaks of um I think it was trophies or I guess achievements in this case on Xbox for this. So everybody's like, oh, there's a remake coming, which would be also very interesting considering Perfect Dark's getting rebooted as well. That'd be quite the interesting like back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, it's oh my god, like. The second I saw the news, I was like, that's so cool. We're getting online play. That's amazing. And then I turned it off. And then I found out like hours later, oh, by the way, did you hear that Xbox isn't getting online? I'm like, why would they not get online? Why would you even give them the ability to put this on their on their service if you can't play it online? What's the point? Because like, look, like- I'll say it. Yeah. I don't hate GoldenEye's campaign, but not very many people are going to play that game on Game Pass for the campaign. No, not a lot of people will. I mean, I will. I want to play through it once, but yeah, the online is what would keep people there. But apart from like that first, like what, like an hour that you're going to play the game for, like the only use that game is going to get is it's online play. And if you can't play it online, because I don't know if people know this, local co-op gameplay doesn't happen as much as it used to. No. And if it does, it's probably the Switch. That's probably the one people are playing local with. Yeah, like going so to each like, other's house and playing Smash Brothers or Mario Kart or something. In in all honesty, they should have if this was if this is not gonna change, if this is Xbox's future with this game for the entirety of the time it's on Game Pass, or because I think it might even be getting put up as a part of rare replay. If that's what it is forever, um, yeah, it's not gonna get a lot of use. So like as quickly as this story shot to the top, it's gonna wither away if that's the case. Cause nobody wants to play this game if they can't play everything about it. And yeah. I know people will say, well, technically what Xbox is getting is what the original game was. I'm like, yes, but it's also 2022 and another service has the updated version. So you're basically just, 
it's like the cool kids playing over there, playing basketball on the court, and you're sitting there just sitting at the side playing your little Game Boy, playing Tetris again, being like, well, I guess I could go over there, but those are the cool kids. They won't have me. I wonder if there will be um, kids, like, outside on resets, and they're going to be yelling at each other. One kid's going to be like, Nintendo does what Xbox don't. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if this is going to cause... <laughs> the things that i had to deal with in recess i mean have you seen the internet it doesn't stop no it'll never stop ever look i i hate the console war shit it's just easier for me to pick on nintendo because nintendo just doesn't change anything they do that is really really stupid at least sony and microsoft do the odd thing that makes you go hey you're trying to improve that's why we don't talk about EA or Ubisoft or other companies on the show, because um, they don't change and everything they do is bad. Yeah, yeah. And then Square we just make fun of because that's just, it's just the most fun we have. It's all we've got. Square does it to themselves. They do it to themselves. They do. It's not our fault. Because, you know, they used to be a bastion of great JRPGs. That time is seemingly come and gone. Somebody else has taken the reins. You never know, something might pop back. I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake did that, so who knows? Maybe they'll take their place back someday. But for now, they don't. So instead, we get remakes like the Suikoden in 1 and 2 remakes. That's a good segue. <laughs> which, which have been announced for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I don't know if I'll personally play them, just because every time I looked at the footage of them, I'm like, man, I have such a hard time playing JRPGs that are just text anymore. Yeah. So I'm curious because I never did play those two. I've played all the, the other Suikoden games, just not those two. So I'm curious, but I don't know if that's going to do it for me, but I'm very happy to see how they're done because there are people that I personally know that fucking shed tears seeing that trailer. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm very interested because I never touched either of these games before in my life. And I almost feel like you and me mentioned this on one of the previous episodes we were talking about this. And I really, really want to give them a try. Like, and honestly, like the little they've done it. doesn't look bad. Like, it looks like they've improved just enough of it that it looks like a newer game. Because you yeah. see things like how the water was going down in those waterfall areas. Like, you see, like it actually yeah. looks a little bit more polished. The shadow detailing in the, in the battle scenes. Like, there's enough work that it looks crisper and newer, almost like it could have been a, a later release. Yeah. Yeah, it looks it looks yeah, like new but still faithful to the original. From the screenshots at least that I've yeah. seen of the original. I think I think they've done a good enough job that it's it's definitely worth a look at. I mean, obviously it's also a series that people have been waiting for for a long time to make a comeback. I still personally was hoping that a new one would come out. I know there's Aiden Chronicles, but I would still like to see the Suikoden name live on in its own right. Yeah. Because, you know, I'd like to see proof that, you know, they actually can do it too, right? This is true. That is true. Maybe this is kind of signs to come. You know, they're they're working on a new one. They haven't announced it yet. But this was a lot easier to just kind of get through so they can announce this, get everybody a little interested. Boom. Yeah, I mean, if then it does we'll well, who knows? Maybe it does end up getting a little more attention again. So yeah. it'd, be, it'd be really curious to see what happens because I do think that it's a series that has been mostly forgotten and also is just really unknown to a lot of people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a ton of people who have no idea what this series is. And conceptually, it's such a great idea. Like a game where 
it's not a it, like everybody make it like there's too many party members. I'm like, no, it's not actually the 108. It's more like a percentage of them actually fight for you. And then some of them are like different people, like NPCs that do stuff for you. Like I've played three, four and five and they'll often be like, oh, some of them are your shopkeepers. Some of them are just like extra people that help you that have that carry like the wealth around or people that have like the influence that can help you move around and stuff like that. A lot of them are party members. Like you can say somewhere around like 70, 80 are party members. You don't need to use all of them. You basically just pick the ones that you like based on your time, like running through it. Maybe you like them because you just want to take a fashionista team with you. Maybe you're going through actual story and be like, you are all the important ones. We're going to go with that. Maybe you want a team of just the burliest of burly men and you just want to go punch the shit out of everything. Like you can do whatever you want. I think that's why I like how that game does its partying because you can kind of make the story whatever you want it to. Like, it's always the same core group in the end that go, but you're at least selecting, like, which ones experience these parts of the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. I remember that from the later entries, and I loved that. It, it felt very much, like, customizable almost. Like, you were kind of making the story your way as you went through it. Because, again, of choosing which characters were going and everything. Yeah, I I loved that. So I'm very excited to give these remasters a go. Yeah, it's definitely something that I'll be curious about and I may look at. It's it's tough to say because, like I said, I found, especially in trying to replay some of the other games that I've tried to do from the, from you know a retro perspective where if it's just text-based, it's not as easy to stick with. So it'll be interesting to see. I think maybe because it's new to me, it might have a better shot at it than others, so we'll see. Yeah, it's not like you've already experienced it, so at least you'll be getting something new, a new story. But uh, like like we've said before on the show many times, like I I don't want nostalgia to be the whole thing. Like I don't want everything to get redone and re-released. But there are certain things that it's nice to see them come back because you want certain things to return so that it can be proven that there's a market for it so that more of them come out. Yes. Yes, you know, it's absolutely. it's why we hope Aiden Chronicle does really well. It's why we hope that um, the ones that we talked about recently, Arm Fantasia and Penny Blood, do really well. Yes, yes. You know, similar when um, Tactics Ogre's uh, remastering comes out, we want that to do well because we want more Tactics games. Same goes for newer games. When, say, for example, Metal Slug Tactics, whenever that finally comes out, I hope that does well because we want more games like that. Do. We really do. God, I hope there is more. And I can't wait for every single game you just listed. <laughs> every yeah. single one. And I mean, even with what Nintendo released, like technically Fire Emblem, Martha's making a comeback because Martha's a part of the new Fire Emblem game that's coming on Switch. So yeah. in, a, in a way, I don't, because I don't think it's it's a remake of an old game. I think they're just doing a new story with Martha in it for, I think is what's happening. It looked like in the trailer almost like- Because would, I don't like recall. I don't recall there being a character in the old Fire Emblem games that had multi-fucking-colored hair looking like he was Sonic and Knuckles on the same part of his hair. Apparently that character was developed by a, a VTuber or something like that. Of course it was. If that's actually <laughs> true, what a fucking shock. <laughs> I think Martha, I think he's like a spirit or something. Like, I feel like it's his spirit is going to these new characters. Yeah, it's, it's, it's their kind of way of dancing around like, hey... We can't just remake every Fire Emblem game. So here's our way to get some characters that you know. Remember that guy from Smash that you've played a thousand times and you don't actually know what he does? Yeah. Yeah, it's that. It's him. Well, in the meantime, uh, you know, you could also work on more uh, Earthbound content then by that Logic Nintendo. That'd be awesome. Oh, God, man. Can you that imagine be... Earthbound in today's graphic style, what they could do with that? 
They could do some that crazy like weird cool cartoony stuff. style, but more on like a three D yeah. aspect. Like that would be so interesting. Uh, yeah, they could do so many cool aesthetics with that. Oh, and also if the day they ever announce like another Earthbound coming, that that Nintendo Direct's gonna break the internet. <laughs> that that's something that everybody's been waiting for for way too long. I mean, I imagine the Zelda one did too, but hey. True, but there's enough Zeldas that they keep coming out, so it's like, oh, sick. Whereas Earthbound, it's like, oh my god, it's been so long. Yeah, wow. there's all there's always those couple of things that when they finally get announced, you go, holy shit! It's why like it was such a long time that the Final Fantasy VII remake was that thing that everybody was like, the day that happens, I'm gonna fucking cry. And when it happened, everybody was like, ah. <laughs> but that was actually a fake out because that was just that tech demo that they did for the PS3, oh, and then another demo. it took another like ten years for the real thing to happen. <laughs> Yeah, oh man, that was the worst teaser of my life. In the Why? end, it's okay, because God only knows what that remake would have been in comparison to what we got, so. That is true. Yeah, if we got the remake on, like, PS3, we would have been We may just... not have gotten what, what we truly deserved, which was that amazing Honeybee in entire cutscene. Oh, the entire thing. No, we would have just got Final Fantasy thirteen, but, like, with Final Fantasy seven characters. Oh God, please no. Oh yeah. Oh, that sounds just horrible. Always. And... Lightning would be an unlockable character because Lightning was so big. Well, of course, and, Cloud and Lightning and, need to be together. It just makes it, sense. It, it does. It does. What is it oh. with somebody at Square really just likes the weather? Oh, yeah. Squall. I think Titus means sun. Terra is Earth. And then Cloud. Snow from Final Fantasy Thirteen. Lightning. Oh, everybody. I know it was it's a bad just... translation. I don't know how we can relate that to butts, but... Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody. Everybody's just the thing, except like Lightning Sister Sarah, like the most. I mean, it's spelt different, but it's still Sarah. God, some of the names in Final Fantasy. Good lord. Yeah. Actually, thirteen alone just has the worst. Lightning, Hope, Fang, or Fong, I guess. Fang. Vanille, oh yeah. Vanille, which is just like, hey, we somebody really likes vanilla, but French vanilla. <laughs> What's like a really vanilla name where you can use for this character? It's like, well, what if we just take vanilla and change the one vowel? Snow. Oh, snow, fang, lightning. I totally hadn't even realized. Just hope. God, I hate hope. Oh, hope, shut up. Oh, I can't believe that game exists. I mean, 15's not great either, but that's just because those names sound really, really dumb. That's true. Noctis, Prompto, Glad Gladio's not the worst. No, that was not as Ignis bad. sounds more like honestly, Ignis sounds like a fucking spell name. <laughs> or like Ignoramus. <laughs> and then they and then they went to like Harry Potter territory, like Luna Freya. Yeah, Luna Freya. Oh. Oh god. Confusing we could spend a whole episode just talking about stupid Square Enix names. Yes. And how happy yet worried we are for Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, what are the names of characters in that game? Do we even know? No, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. What what's left? What's what weather wise have they not done? What what somebody hasn't named Rain yet. Rain, that's a good one. Or just storm in general. Mm, tidal, tidal wave. Wave. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you've got like Leviathan and all that for that shit. Oh, true, 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 true. Yeah, you can't take like. Well, we do have cloud and lightning, so somebody needs to be somebody needs to be like you know thunder. Yeah, thunder. Yeah, we need that. Just somebody okay, there's gonna be a guy named Kane, but with C A N E, so it's Hurricane. 
NATO. Somebody just named like <laughs> either Tor or NATO. No, that's gonna that's <laughs> gonna be like you you know how like there's always that like duo of uh, that you face like three different times in a Final Fantasy game. That's gonna be uh, Tor and NATO. Yeah. Yes, that is exactly who the fuck they would be. Because wasn't, I'm trying to remember, wasn't Chrono Cross is like salt and pepper or something? Yeah, salt and pepper, yeah. Oh my god. It was like salt, and and it was spelt slightly different. Like, it wasn't salt, it was salt and like, I was pepper. There's, like gonna, there's gonna be, there's gonna be a character named Air, but it's gonna be spelled E-H-R. My god, it's spelt like a Final Fantasy character too. Right? <laughs> No, and then of Air course the, the most the, throne. the most important one that needs to be named after real weather shark. <laughs> That's the third person that comes out for that tornado. No, no, no it's totally going to be like a tiny girl with like you know the anime like one fang. Uh, it's the one. That's true, and everyone will underestimate her, but she'll be so powerful. In fact, but all actually all she actually does is just chomp your leg. She does. And and squeak and and does like the really squeaky high voice that everybody hates with characters like Vanille. Yes. Even though I didn't mind Vanille, but that's also because I watch anime. It's pretty normal. And I think it was just hope was there to take all of the hate. Yeah, and then they were like, okay, here's a here's an older, and we hope that you think that this one's an attractive level of hope. And we're like, he's still a piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) He's just less whiny now. He's just an asshole. Yeah. Why is he? Why was he so much featured in that? Game? Um, they put him next to a girl that was supposed to be the biggest bitch possible in Alyssa, and I still liked her more than Hope. Yeah, yeah. it's like Hope, go away. Because at least, and in retrospect, she was almost like Cindy before Final Fantasy fifteen became a thing. Because they pretty much designed her similarly, just gave her like they basically Cindy is Alyssa with like aging another like ten years and giant titties. Like that's really what they did. That is true. That is true. Also, oh, minus sorry. the overly complicated timeline storyline that no one cared about. I have no idea what that game's actually about to this day. I, I liked don't it, either. Though. All I know is that um, you you go around in mystic timelines, and that's it. I, lo- I love the soundtrack for that game. I love it. Game sucks though. I don't know what any it- the fact the fact that like. Because we did that Final Fantasy thing a while back, which we still got to do. It's going to be one of the last things we do at some point. That uh, I got to do that those same Final Fantasy quizzes. Because Lightning is still one of Japan's most popular characters. And it just baffles me. Yeah. Because Lightning is devoid of personality. Yeah. No, they just... I think they liked her stoic attitude. Or her pink hair. Probably the pink hair. I think it was just the hair. I mean, she is the only one to get Gucci advertisements, so. That is true. You got to give her she, some credit. Yeah, she is Gucci. Look at her. She does look pretty Gucci. <laughs> but you know what isn't Gucci? Feeling like we're older. And it's that time uh, of the show where. Also, we, a great segue. I'm doing also my great. best. I'm putting You're my A game on for this, you know? <laughs> my A game, my B game, and my C game. A lot of game. But this is the time of the show where we go over all of the anniversary dates of games and sometimes consoles and sometimes companies that we think are remotely interesting, funny, and or just really meme-worthy. And I have compiled a list for this week, so we will start with the 11th of September with one game on the list for today. 
Uh, it is a 1997 release of the PlayStation 1 in Japan. We've talked about the series as a whole. I'm not sure if this specific game has come out. It probably has, because we've bounced North American and European releases as well for this series. But Breath of Fire 3. Oh, uh, yeah. Speaking of series that should also be coming back. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we've ha- we have a counter now. that You could probably clip together at least six different episodes that we've said this. Uh, yeah. Oh, come back, please. September 12th, we have four games on the docket. 2002, PC release North America, Battlefield 1942. Wow. Back in the day when Battlefield games weren't absolute garbage yet. Yeah. Also, that game was only PC at that point. So back when Battlefield used to just be PC for a while. I didn't realize it ever was only PC. Yeah, they kind of separated them because Battlefield for a while, the original ones were all PC. You would get, you would see things like Bad Company on console, but like, Battlefield 1, 2, I think 3 might have only been PC. It was, I think 4 might have been the first time that like a numbered Battlefield game was on console. Oh, wow. I may be mistaken. It's it's definitely either 3 or 4. I know 4 is obviously on there because I fucking played 4 on it, but... That is crazy. I did not know this. But yeah, a lot of those games were just PC for a while. Hmm. Following that up, now we get into, uh, do, oh God, remember how old we are now when these games were all coming out around the same time? 2001 release for the Dreamcast North America, Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX. Ah. And that's not the only yeah. one of these games that are going to be on this list. We will go further in, along this list and you will find more of these kind of games. Apparently there was a theme around this time of year. Okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, 2000 it. though, PlayStation 1 release in Japan, Parasite Eve 2. Still haven't even played the original except for I think like five minutes of it and then never picked it up again. I want to give that another shot, but also that probably would scare the shit out of me too if it was remade properly, so who knows. Yeah, because it scared me a lot back then. A lot. Uh, And then lastly, Japanese release for the Game Boy and Game Boy Color in 1998, Pokemon Yellow, a.k.a. the Pikachu edition. Yep, that was a big deal. A.k.a. the hard version. Yeah, holy crap. Pikachu can't actually do anything for any of those first gyms. Not good. Yeah, like, until you get to Misty, Pikachu's like, I'm here. (laughs) Hi. Please switch me out to someone else. Anybody else. Grab an Oddish. (laughs) Uh, September 13th, we got six on the list here. 2002 release uh, for the GameCube in Europe. This is the Resident Evil 1 remake that they had on the GameCube. Oh, I forgot that they were already remaking games back then. Yep. Wow. Resident Evil 1 has had a number of of re-releases. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, especially that one. Holy crap. I'm surprised that one didn't get added to the list with 2 and 3. Just to get, like, another overhaul. And obviously 4 will be soon, too. Yeah. Uh, Considering how the state of play at Tekken 8 the other day, uh, 2002 release for the PlayStation 2 in Europe, Tekken 4. Wow, that's a big gap between 4 and 8. Yeah, 20 like, years. Wow. That, yeah, I that, mean, they they probably wow. do what a lot of companies do, which is actually, you know, not blow their load every year. <laughs> I mean, then again, Street Fighter has also taken a long time in between their games nowadays. Because the esports community makes it last a lot longer, because all you got to do is pump out the odd new character and stuff and just keep slowly, like, adjusting things for the esports stuff that you're good for a while. Yeah, that is true. Because, like... Street Fighter 2 is early 90s, and we're only just getting 6 soon. Yeah. That's a bigger gap. Uh, Another fighting game. 2001 release for the PS2 and Dreamcast in Japan. Capcom vs. SNK2, Mark of the Millennium. Mm Mm-hmm. A.K.A. more of the Capcom vs. whatever things. 
Yeah, Capcom loved that. I mean, they also killed making those. They did so good with it. Oh, Probably absolutely. also made the killing in money, so, yeah. Uh, 2000 release of the PS1 in Japan, Dino Crisis 2, a.k.a. I forgot that there was more than one. I just remembered that right now. I completely... I don't even know if I knew that before. <laughs> I think we've mentioned Dino Crisis 3 even on this once. Oh, I do remember us talking about this, and I just got equally shocked that there's a third one. <laughs> Even though we've already talked about this. Because that's how much I don't believe us. Yeah, I still got to play the original. I kind of hope that the idea of them remaking it is a thing that actually does happen. Because I'd like to actually try it. Oh yeah, same. Uh, And then we got two pretty major releases at the end here. 1993, release in North America for the Super Nintendo Game Boy Genesis and Game Gear. The original Mortal Kombat. Wow. And it released on everything at the exact same time? At least that's from what Wikipedia tells me that is the case. Wow, that's that's rare for a game to be on so many systems and release all at the same time. I mean, given that it was on arcade to start, it was probably just being like, hey, let's make it on all these different things and we'll... Yeah, port it over. That's true. And then, you know, no big deal, but 1985 NES release in Japan, the original Super Mario Brothers. No biggie. Wow. No No biggie. biggie. That didn't change gaming forever, ever. So really, I mean, (laughs) five days ago... Wait, math. Four days ago. Uh, yeah, one of the most important games in history was released. Kind of crazy. That is crazy. Wow. Wow. But moving on to the 14th, we have five games and a console. Uh, 2001 release for the Game Boy Advance in Europe. We've already had this at least once, if not twice already. Mario Kart Super Circuit, a.k.a. my favorite game to play in the car. Yep, yep. Uh, this I can is- play it once. Yeah, and this is where we get to the console. 2001, the GameCube launch in Japan. Not a massive launch. Like, in, in retrospect, the GameCube did not launch with a lot of games. Even when it launched in North America, it didn't launch with a lot from the list that I read. Only three games launched for the GameCube in Japan. Wow. Typical uh, Nintendo. Look, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll even have some fun here, since we're, since we actually are having a shorter episode this week. Can you even guess the three? I'm sure you can, you can at least guess one of them, maybe, but you'll have a harder time with the other two. So Luigi's Mansion a that launch title? Okay, that's the only one I'm going to get. I don't know. It's going to be like fucking Monkey Ball and something that's else. That's two. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I'm a genius. Oh, no. Now I'm going to You're fail. not going to get the third one. No. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> it's Wave Race Blue Storm. I didn't even know that was a game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like when the N64 came out. It had like pilot wings in Mario 64. And they were like, anyways, go enjoy. Yeah. Uh, so we had the gimmick earlier with the uh, with Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX. Well, here's a funny thing. Uh, 2000 release. I actually forgot to put the consoles in here. Give me one second to look this up. Didn't think that part through when I typed out my list here. What was the thing here? It was for PlayStation 1 in North America. Uh, Dave Mira Freestyle BMX. There was so many... It's interesting how there was two BMX games, but there wasn't anybody else doing skaters. Like, there wasn't yeah. a Bam Margera pro, like, pro skater. There wasn't a Rodney Mullen pro skater, but God damn it, there had to be two BMX games. Yeah. And then there was also BMX X, but, you know. No one, that is also true. Yeah, no one wanted to touch Tony Hawk. They're like, nah, you know what? He's got this. Because then there was also, like, Aggressive Inline, which was the rollerblading one. Yeah, that's where where was our slip and slide game? Come on. (laughs) I'd have played that. It would have been a party game or something. It wouldn't have been a 
extreme sports. <laughs> Uh, 1999 European release and N64 Mario Golf, aka still one of the best sports games of all time. 1996 Saturn release in Japan Street Fighter Alpha 2. I don't know if I ever played that console wise, but I used to play that all the time in arcade machines. Yeah, I I definitely didn't play that one on console. It might not have been that specific game, but I know one of the alphas I would play a bunch whenever we go to like our big arcade that used to be around growing up. I don't know if I played that one in arcades. Like the alpha ones, I mean. I don't think so. Yeah, I definitely remember that one because Akuma would kick your ass. Uh, yeah, okay, yep. Uh, yep. And then your personal favorite, and I say that with massive quotation marks, <laughs> a 1995 release for the Super Nintendo in Japan, Clock Tower. Uh, wait, it came out on Super Nintendo? It doesn't matter. Yeah, no. that's how it originally no. came out. Oh, the Scary Scissor Man started out on the no. Super Nintendo. Fucking scary scissor man. That guy is terrifying. It's, that, it's that's like a he... game that would I would love to see a remake of. Not play it, but I would love to see people have to deal with that shit. I wouldn't. I'm good. <laughs> no, I would love for it to actually come out. Any game that gets a chance to come back when it's been that long and to give Absolutely. it a, a, I mean, a second viewing. I know they keep making the games, but every time I see a new Fatal Frame announced, because that was another thing Nintendo, I believe, threw out there, I was like, holy crap, Fatal Frame's still going. Damn. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, people love it. Uh, moving on, September 15th, two games on this list. 1998 release in Europe for N64, PlayStation 1, and PC, Mortal Kombat 4. Ah. AKA the point where everything changed for like yeah. 15 years. No, it doesn't exist. None of those games exist. There's Mortal Actually, Kombat no, 1, 2, like and 3. So it, there's Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3, and then they jump And right then a whole nine. lot of nothing until you get into the <laughs> reboot. Yeah, then you're at 9, then 10, then 11. Everything's fine again. Uh, and then 1994, release for the Genesis in Japan, Contra Hardcore, which I forgot existed. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot that existed too. AKA the I've... game that you only remember when GDQ does a run of it. This is true. They do. Okay. We got some meme stuff here for the 16th. We'll get the one out of the way that isn't. 2002, I... release for GameCube in North America, Animal Crossing. Oh, Wow. Wow, I didn't realize even that series was that old, but yeah, GameCube. Yep. And then here's where we get into memes. So 1998, I saw this and went, I need to look this up. So the story of this, before I give you the name of it, it was a fan-made parody that was for MS-DOS. Remember, I just said 1998. Oh, and MS-DOS. Okay. <laughs> and it was a fan-made parody of like the Space Quest, King's Quest, like the Sierra like oh, adventure yeah, games. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of the first fan-made like games like that it's called fuck quest oh i just died inside of happiness that's it <laughs> and it's exactly last... what you think it is oh my god that is fantastic that's the oh, first one god. second one 1992 okay. release for the nes in japan super mario brothers 2 now you're thinking what's mimi about that well consider two things that i just said one, I said 1992. That's definitely not when Super Mario 2 came out because the original came out in 85. No, the second part is that this is the re-release of our, of our uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 that was released back in 1988. So, so Japan <laughs> didn't get the redo of Doki Doki Panic that was given to us as Super Mario 2 until four years later. 
Oh, so they really didn't even get a Super Mario game. They just got their Doki Doki Panic. I upgrade. wonder how bizarre <laughs> that would be if you played Doki Doki Panic growing up yeah. in Japan. And four years later, you get this and be like, what the fuck is this? And then play it. I'm like, it's fucking Doki Doki Panic. What the hell is this shit? <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be very confusing. I don't. Oh. And then meme oh, number three, my personal favorite. Okay. NES released in Japan in 1988. The meme is back. Track and Field 2. Uh, track and Field 2? How is there a sequel? Oh, my God. This is going to be the end of me. <laughs> this is so going to be the end of me. I don't... Uh, fuck. And then last but not least, the 17th, a.k.a. today, a.k.a. not actually today, but it's actually today when the podcast gets released. Don't Don't worry about it. 2002. Actually, almost all of this is 2002. We got five games. Four of them are 2002. Uh, released for the GameCube North America, Crash Bandicoot, Wrath of Cortex. Today I learned that Crash Bandicoot was on a Nintendo console. I didn't know that either. What the fuck? (laughs) Right? Okay. 2002, released for the PS2, Xbox, and GameCube in North America. Remember how I mentioned how it was going to be a trend with these pro-something games? Uh, Here is Kelly Slater's Pro Surfer. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I re- like all and of these. And look are at the look at me. the art. It's literally the same looking logo as Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but it's just a surfing game. Oh, they didn't even try. Two thousand two <laughs> PlayStation re- or PlayStation Two release North America. This is a fucking good one. Kingdom fucking Hearts, oh, original Kingdom Hearts. Fuck yeah! AKA the game that I said when it launched, you would never catch me dead playing a fucking shitty kitty Disney game. And then watching a friend play it, seeing them get their ass handed to them by Sephiroth and went, I don't know what this is, but I need it. And they said, it's Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, fuck, I got to eat crow now. Oh, I just realized that that means the Kingdom Hearts series, the first one just became retro mm-hmm. because it just turned 20 this year. The most One of the most convoluted series that makes Hideo Kojima look at that and be like, I can do better. It's now officially <laughs> a retro series. Wow. What the heck? Oh, now I definitely feel old. I remember this next one from uh, PlayStation Magazines and wanting to try it, but never doing it. And it was probably not great. But 2002 PlayStation 2 released North America Sega Soccer Slam, which was this interesting thing that they were trying to do with like the Mario Super Strikers sort of series. Uh, okay. It wasn't with Sega characters, though. It was just like their own original thing. But it was like an arcade looking arcade game, which actually looked kind of interesting. And I never ended up playing. I don't even I've never seen it. And then last but not least, it's actually kind of fitting that this is the last game that we get to talk about. Uh, 1998 release for the Saturn in Japan. Who knew that this was going to come up the same day that, you know, we talk about the remakes. But the original Suikoden launched for the Saturn in Japan. Oh, damn. What is it with timing that we've had recently? I don't know. It's got to be on purpose. They, they were like, hey, it's almost the anniversary. We should announce that this game, the remakes are coming or the yeah. remasters. I guess. I don't know. We've had a lot of it, though, lately. A lot. Damn, that was a good <sighs> list. That was a very good list. So that's This Week oh. in World. But one more thing before we go. Um, it's not. We haven't officially decided when this is going to happen, but we're going to give you the audience a heads up here. We're also going to echo this for the next little while, obviously on the next Pixel Play podcast. This podcast will be going away. Not in terms of, like, we're never talking about retro stuff again, but what we plan on doing sometime around canadian thanksgiving which would be like mid-october is we're gonna take the two shows and we're gonna make them into one big show again because what we want to do is we feel that the news cycle is sometimes a little too hard so what we want to try to do is have a show that incorporates everything that we have 
and bring something to the table each week. And we also want to show that it is a little bit easier for guests to get into. You've noticed that there's no guests on the show because it's kind of hard sometimes to tell a guest, hey, here's what we're doing this week because most of the time we're fishing for stuff. Honestly, a lot of the shows we've done here on Cartridge and Quarters, we have one thing. Maybe if we're lucky, we have one thing. And then after that, we go, okay, we're going to have to fill 30 other minutes of BS. (laughs) So trying to explain to a guest, hey, come here on this retro show. What are we going to talk about? Uh, We'll figure it out when we start. (laughs) Goldeneye's getting a remaster. Well, what else are you going to talk That's about? It. I don't know. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll spitball it. That's yeah, on, we'll honestly see. like me and Chris will look at each other before we click record on this thing and be like, this is what we got. No, all right, we can we can talk about something for 40 minutes, I guess. Yeah, and we do. And I don't know works. how we do it, but we do. I don't know if it's entertaining or not, but hey, it's somebody still watching. Oh, no, it's horrible. <laughs> no, kidding. But yeah, we don't have official dates yet. We're hoping that it's going to be the week, the week after Canadian Thanksgiving. That's the goal. But whenever that is, we will clarify when we have an official timeline. We're just giving you guys the heads up now that if you end up see like if you go away for a little while and you come back three or four weeks later and the show's gone, it's not gone. It's just now getting put together with the with the main show. So that's just your heads up there. And we'll have more information as soon as we get that. Otherwise, any last thoughts, Chris, before we uh, we send us all packing for actually real Saturday? I uh no, I'm just still hurt over the Goldeneye news, but also excited. I'm very torn. Also, play the, yeah. the the mouse and keyboard version. I I honestly implore people I if you can look it up and that. do it. Like I, it's I have way more fun than I was expecting because it's very satisfying. Yeah, especially with cheats. Oh, is it fun with cheats? <laughs> I forgot how funny DK mode looks. Right. Oh, DK mode was the best. I used to love to throw that on. Also, music in Goldeneye is very underrated. It's very good. Oh, it's so good. Especially the cradle music. Yeah, yeah. Or even just like the pause screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. But with that being said, that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for checking us out here on Cartridge and Quarters. So if you are like, I did it every single time. I always end up putting the wrong word in something. Like if you liked this video, you'd be like, oh, for God's sakes, Adam. (laughs) see this is what happens when it's actually saturday morning right this is my excuse i just woke up right it's not friday at seven o'clock eastern p.m no no it's not that saturday morning yeah it's it's saturday morning (laughs) but uh if you're watching this on youtube obviously like the video subscribe to the channel if you're listening to this on any audio platform whether that's stitcher spotify uh apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spree i don't know i don't think it's on spreaker anymore i don't remember Sometimes you lose the list, but uh, if you can rate us, do so. Otherwise, share it with all your gamer nerds, friends, all this, as Caitlin would say, even your grandma. Come on, just give it to your grandma. Let's go. She's got nothing else going on. She's got to listen to some podcasts. (laughs) And then otherwise, (laughs) you can check out our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Pixel Play Podcast, where you can find link to our socials, link to our discord if you want to chat with us there link to our email if you want to ask questions for the podcast and link to where you can find our podcast both in video and audio form enjoy the rest of your saturday or whatever day that you're listening to the show and we will see you on the next episode goodbye take care bye bye